Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Yes, folks, he's back. It's been a month, but we finally dug him out of the dirt. Mark Riley is back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the voice is here. My voice is back, barely. My body's just here. My brain's mush. But I've finally been able to make it back and uh, coming home. <laughs> this was so worth the possible copyright lawsuit I'll get from dating in about a year if I actually make it. <laughs> yeah, he's just what I'm worried about going to try still to own the Panthers instead of uh, Oh my god. Alrighty. I'm done ribbing him. Alright, as of course, Mark Riley's back, folks. I'm your host, Jared Clem. Mark is actually going to take lead on what's on tap today because I'm sitting back and let him do the work because it's about time he starts doing something. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, my ass, Larry's been running around since 7 o'clock this morning. But either way, folks, essentially we're going to talk some NBA because tonight is game – right now actually as we're recording this because me and Mark are just horrible at this. It is game five tonight, and my prediction of the Raptors winning – I said in seven, but I hoped for less – and our bet, me and Mark's bet, could be on the line tonight. And I will, we will let you guys know next episode. It'll be me and Kevin, of course. But we will let you guys know what Mark will lose if the if the Raptors win tonight. KD, of course, is playing. So, Mark, what's on tap? On tap, we got – we'll obviously talk a little finals. Uh, we'll definitely dive into Big Poppy. Thank God he's okay. But uh, the little incident they had down in the Dominican. Um, we're going to do a little – Stay or bail, bring that back. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm, I haven't been around. A couple, but we also added one uh, Kevin's own little segment. We gave him uh, weird shit in sports. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll do a little bit of stay or bail with uh, possible free agents coming up after the NBA season's over, which could be while already happened while you have to listen to this. And then we'll do a lot little non-NBA talk, talk about uh, pitchers getting butt hurt and umpires getting butt hurt about home runs still. Um, Pelicans and what the hell they're going to do with AD because everyone in the world of social media thinks they already know and our boy Carson Wentz gets freaking paid. We talked about that on Friday, I mean on Thursday, when it because ha- we were literally recording while it broke, but I, I would love to talk with you about I want to hear your opinion about that as well because I-, I have an opinion about this. I was going to write a story about it, but every time I write a story about a team I like, the reverse happens, so I just stopped writing. Oh yeah, no, I uh, I did not even get a chance to let. But what after I went on a flight at eight in the morning on Thursday, and my I'm never speaking or talking about whatever happened in this that trip I was on this past weekend. But uh, my brother decided to get married, so we had to do some little little fun activities for him. But uh, so yeah, no, I I, will, I definitely would like to dive in a little bit of the Wednesday, even though you guys already talked about it. Well, Ke- you know, Kevin coming up. Kevin, you know, Kevin is a, uh, even though he likes to hide it, just because of his friendship with me, he he's become a closet, like, supporter of the Eagles when they're not playing the Patriots. He won't admit it, but I know he loves them. He loves Wentz, at least. But, like, we were talking about it, and he actually had a good point about it. But first off with Wentz, of course, Carson Wentz got the largest amount of guaranteed money, more than Russell Wilson. Um, a couple reasons why I like that more than him being paid more guaranteed money than Wilson. Yes, the injuries, but... 
Russell Wilson is what four years older? If I'm correct. Five years, four or five years old. Anyway, doesn't matter. But also, Carson Wentz is just getting into his prime while Russell Wilson's on his tail end. Carson Wentz's contract is going to hurt them a lot less in a couple of years when they have to draft everybody. And all the team issues with Wentz are behind him while Russell Wilson still has no defense on the other side of the ball, besides Bobby Wagner. Yes. Uh, Carson is four. He's 26. And Russ just turned 30. So. Um, but, oh, you go. Uh, but, you yeah, know, I mean, the, the contract is like as much as I love Wentz and I'm happy he got the extension. I just can't imagine four years, 108 million guaranteed the total 128. Um, I'm a believer of him. It is kind of scary to sign somebody like that with the consistency of his injuries from two years. But which, I mean, you got to keep your guy. I haven't really dove in to see what like it's going to be long-term if we're going to be able to ever sign anybody. I don't know how any of those details work, but Wentz, how is it genius? We'll know. We'll figure it out. That's true. He does. I mean, yeah, all the guys that come here anymore are just one-year prove-it deals. So uh, I think Wentz is – I mean, you can't commit to a guy more than what they just did. So getting rid of Foles, paying him, good for him. He just better stay healthy and win some football games now. When Carson Wentz is healthy, he's a top-five quarterback in this league. I don't want to hear anything. Uh, I can't I, – I really just can't wait for football season simply because – if he does exactly what I think he's going to do, I just can't wait to hear all the people that like took him out of their top 10 to top 15. and Or the people who took them out of their top 20. Or like said that Dak Prescott was better. And yeah. here's the one last point I'm going to make about this. Because, um, you know, of course, you know, Skip Baseless, our, our, uh, one of the uh, journalism, uh, one of the biggest uh, broadcasters in the, in the uh, industry, was on uh, Undisputed. And, of course, he was like, this is stupid. The Eagles uh, – know that he's never going to be as good as Dak Prescott. He never will be as good as Dak Prescott. I'm like, first of all, Skip, I'm more accurate over 35 yards than Dak Prescott is. Look at the tape. Two, here's the problem with the Cowboys. Now, because their egos are so big and they have to prove, and Dak's agents going to be like, we're better. We have more wins than Wentz. We have more playoff wins than Wentz. Wentz has more rings. Um, we want a bigger contract than Wentz. Cowboys will be like, uh, uh, sure. They're going to be paralyzed with fear. You know what that's going to do? That's going to kill their entire cap. And who's that going to affect the most? A certain running back with a bad behavior problem. Because you cannot – it was already going to be hard enough to pay Zach and uh, – hey, Zach. Dak and Zeke before all this. Oh, wow. Nobody's came up with that before. Yeah. Dak and we Zeke is Zach. We, we just did that. We, we don't even like that. We came up with a trademark for a team that should burn in hell. Um – also, exactly. you have to pay Amari Cooper in a year. You just paid Demarcus Lawrence. You got to pay uh, Vanderesh, Jalen Smith. All these guys are coming up with contracts very soon. And the Cowboys have been kind of like like skating this, but they're going to have to pay Dak. And they're going to run the same situation that the Seahawks do with Wilson, is that at least Wilson can win you games. Dak Prescott cannot win you games. He can maybe can win you a regular season game, but like the thing is, if you pack the box on him and Zeke, if Amari Cooper doesn't get behind your cornerback after he catches the ball, like he doesn't break a tackle, he, your your offense is packed into like a small area. The thing is, was this allows this is essentially the Eagles saying, "Hey, Chiefs, hey, Cowboys, have fun overpaying for your quarterback." Well, they also knew that the Chiefs in a year are going to drop a the largest contract known to man in football 
on on Patrick Mahomes' door. You're gonna be like, hey, here's 200 million guaranteed. Um, I would be shitting a brick if the Eagles had to try to beat that with Wentz. So Wentz right oh, the now. The timing, yeah, the timing. I'm not mad about it at all because, like I said, yeah, Mahomes, if he does again what he did this previous year, he's gonna get paid deservingly. Even though I, I just, I don't know why every quarterback just wants to be the highest paid. Just like get paid a lot and then just. Why don't they? Why don't quarterbacks just get put their egos aside and follow the Brady model? Tom Brady, you're an American hero because you're the only quarterback that isn't high paid. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I just don't. That's why I was surprised. I mean, Wentz gets called out for his ego and all that stuff, and then he's signing. I mean, unless he got offered that right away, then he obviously you got to take it. You know, it was so out of the blue, and there was nothing about negotiations. I feel like Howie was just like, hey. Let's throw Carson a number. You really, right now, he really couldn't refuse. But if he has an MVP season, could easily shoot it down. And Jeffrey Lurie's like, where do I sign? Yeah, you completely you get your committed. franchise quarterback. We brought in culture guys, guys who get Philadelphia culture. We Malcolm Jenkins is even coming back to practice now. We've got Deshaun Jackson, who is the most Philly, non-Philadelphia native I've ever I've ever seen. Like, it, I don't know if you, any of y'all follow DJX on Snap, on Instagram. Dude's been in nothing but, like, in Phil- he's been in Philadelphia for the last, like, two weeks. Charity work, camps, every OTA, every, like, m- voluntary off-season workout. Like, I don't think anybody's more happy to be in Philadelphia than Deshaun Jackson. And he's a guy who gets the Philadelphia culture more than the guys who are actually on the Super Bowl team. Like, he is seamlessly... And I think he's one of those guys who can help bridge the gap between Wentz and Jeffrey. And I think Aguilar might not be on the team by the beginning of the season because I keep hearing all these trade rumors. And I'm like, I, I get why because J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is apparently shredding people in practice. Apparently he's like Alshon Jeffrey but a better route runner, which Jeffrey's a great route runner, which makes me like kind of foam at the mouth a little bit. But – I love like this is a great this is it's just a great thing for Philadelphia to do right now because they got the running backs both one's a rookie one's on a rental deal essentially their defense is pretty loaded up and they're all young you're gonna have to pay Jenkins but honestly if you front load that contract like you do with the Wentz contract by the time you need to actually pay guys it shouldn't be a problem yeah I love I, this I, I couldn't agree more uh, but moving on we'll talk a little baseball and how the the world still cannot decide if they like pimping home runs or not i still love it i do too Mad- madison bumgardner is good for a couple of these a year he's gets really i guess uh bothered by people hitting bombs off of him and just, like walking out but all Muncie did was just hit a nice bomb into the ocean or into the bay and didn't even take that long like it wasn't even that bad of a uh what's it called a stare down but bumgardner says something to him as he's going to first base uh Muncie, Says after the game that he said, if you don't want me to go look at the ball, go grab it from the uh, the water or something along those lines. I don't think he actually probably said that live. If he did, well, that's a beast move. Like, you're just getting put in a body bag. Um, but and then it also, in college baseball, Mississippi State, uh, I think the guy's, the kid's name is like McEnany or something. Yeah. Cranked a home run. In uh, whatever I think they're in regionals right now. Yeah, it's and, like right. It's like who? It's the play-in for the W, the CWS. Yeah. So it's like the like the last round before it. Yeah, Florida State I think just like won theirs and they're heading back to the College World Series. But oh, 
<laughs> but <laughs> he's he pimps it. Now he this was like almost pretty disrespectful. They're already up, I think, like five to two or something like that. And well, he who are they playing? The Stanford, I believe. Oh, that's why a bunch of overprivileged white boys got pissed off about a home run. But no, they didn't get pissed off. The umpire that was umping over at first yelled at this dude when he's rounding first base. It's like, oh, just freaking shut up and call the game. Like, what are well, you doing? You could get me on a rant about how umpires need an ego check because this is the problem with baseball is that the umpires think it's their show. Like, and that's, that's why just, I love that's NFL referees. This is why I love NFL and NBA referees. The only reason you know NFL referees is because Ed Hockley's guns and you know the old some of the old guys because they're always in every Super Bowl. Um, you don't know any single and the only NBA referee who I know is Tim Donaghy, and that's because of the gambling shit. You don't know hockey refs. You know MLB umpires because they make it their show. Like they all have different strike zones. They all have different sign up. I mean, I get it. Umpiring is kind of cool. Like, I tried to do it when I was a kid, but I just never followed up in the class because I, you know, I just didn't give a shit. But I essentially, I just, this is one of the things that drives me crazy. And the umpire should shut the fuck up. Seriously. Madison Bumgarner, shut up. If you gave up that home run, you deserve all the shame in the world. You threw a shit pitch. Stop being a bitch. I, I hate when pitchers get pissed because it's like, dude, it's your fault. That ball is over the damn fence. It's not the hitter's fault. You threw a ball that he could hit. Like, that's the one thing. It's not like you slipped off the mound and the ball lobbed into the strike zone and he just absolutely bashed it. No, you tried to strike him out. You missed your spot or you, like, just put it in a bad place or you didn't have enough velocity on it and the kid blasted it. I am all with Max Musi and the kid from fucking uh, uh, Mississippi State. Home run things, like, home run, like, watching the home run, doing the bat flip. If you don't like it, strike the bastard out. Like, you don't see Garrett Cole losing his shit over this. You know why? Because he's dropping 14 Ks on him. I'm done. This is stupid. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Bumgarner, I like him getting mad just because it's funny. Like, I, I enjoy the entertainment aspect of it. I don't think he should. I think he just needs to be like, well, shit. And like I said, Muncy didn't even pimp it that hard. Like, all he did was just he walked a little bit, put his bat down, and ran. It's not like – I mean – it was a shot, so you got to admire it a little bit. See, um, this isn't like our boy Steve Peralt's dude, uh, Dallas Braden, barking at A-Rod. This is like an honest – like this is the pitcher's mistake and the, uh, the, the hitter's rubbing it in. Like grow an ego. Like, I mean, grow a spine. Stop like with your fragile snowflake ego with this crap. It just drives me crazy. Just hit the next batter and then start a brawl. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> No, yo, what about up in my neck of the woods with the yard goats getting into a fight with the dude, dude from the Thunder – for bunting on for a hit. Oh, I would. I was very pissed about that too. What a oh, soft yeah, I, I, I love how Kevin like took a shot at you over Twitter. Shout out to our boy Kevin, by the way, for literally just calling Mark out on Twitter and saying, "Hey, come on the podcast, talk yeah, about it." Talk about it. I'm talking about it, Kevin. So when you're listening, I'm still. I would be so pissed. What a soft move to bunt. To get a hit, like what? I mean, then it's again, wasn't the score like eight to three? It would, yeah. Honestly, though, they walk I don't a bunch hate, of people. This is this is like this is why you and me are 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 such are such a good odd couple on these on these radio shows because I love this shit because this would be such a move I would pull, like because I I'm just a when I'm at the plate I'm a lumberjack I just try to hit the ball as hard as I can or as far as I can. I would do the same thing. I would try to hit like a bloop single over the shortstop's head or try to bunt it. 
because nothing would make me happier because I can be a little bit of a shit-trocking troll on an athletic field. Gee, who would have thought it? I literally would love to just do this to somebody because you know what? F this guy. You should like also, by the way, your catcher should be on his toes. Like I'm not going to just like roll over and take it or I'm going to try to like it would have been even better if the kid just blasted a home run off him or something like just. Yes, yes, that would be fine. But But you know, that's like the exact opposite of bunting. I don't give a shit. It's still a hit. You know what? Like like leadoff guys do this all the time. Honestly, like I'm all for it. You know what? I don't I don't hate on it because the simple reason that. It's great, and it just blew up a no-hitter. And you know what? Like, I love the fact that it started a brawl afterward. I don't even know how the brawl, like, started. Like, did the guy come off first base and the pitcher just lost his shit? I can't find the whole video. I find pieces of it. Yeah, all I know is that, like I said, I mean, I'm, like, I'm weird about, like, if there's a shift on and the batter bunts or something like that, that's fine. Like, pits it, like I think I saw Bryce Harper try to bunt with the shift going. And he got a single out of it. Like, I'm all about that because screw the shift. But not for a no-hitter and like, oh, God, I, I would be so fired up. I wouldn't fight I mean, the I kid. If I was in the pitcher's thing, I would have hit the guy too. But to play devil's advocate, I don't hate the guy who did it. I, I see both sides of the story. I think both guys are right in this case. Like, it's like – it's one of those catch twenty twos. Like, yeah, it sucks. But if you're the team who's getting no hit, you'll do anything to blow up that no hitter. So, because what what's gonna suck if you get one hit a one hit shutout or you get no hitter? Also, this guy just essentially got some fame because he essentially was the guy who started this shit. So I, I don't mind it at all. Um, so move on to basketball, but it's not uh, the finals yet, and it's AD talk. I've never seen more accounts on Twitter, even in like something on Instagram about AD being traded to the Lakers and how it's a finished deal, but they're waiting to make the deal final until the draft next Thursday. Here's the, here's one reason why we'll, we'll cover this in stay or bail. Actually, no, he's not afraid. We won't cover this in stay or bail, but Gail Benson, owner of the saints and um, Pelicans legitimately said we will trade him to the Lakers over my dead body. Hmm. She doesn't give a shit where AD goes as long as it's not LA. Nobody get, like everyone's reading too much into this. Like, Oh, AD has the power to choose where he's going for a long-term destination. Dude, nobody gives a shit. Like at the end of the day, if, if they, they go to Memphis or like they go to um like Washington, they're like, Hey, can you give us two draft, uh, two draft picks and like Bradley Beal? They're like, yes, here's Anthony Davis. Like, for one year. Like, fine, dude. We got two draft picks. Like, everyone's really overstating what Anthony Davis wants. At the end of the day, if Gail Benson and David Griffin like, what gives us the best deal? If the best deal comes from the fucking Magic or the or the Wizards or the freaking, like, the it could even be, like, the Blazers. It's – nobody gives a shit. Like, at the end of the day, Anthony Davis realizes he's not a free agent. That's when your power comes up. So I, I I get I'm all for player like for players having their say when it's their turn to have their say in free agency. Anthony Davis didn't have to sign the second deal. He didn't, but he took it. You stick with it. You're not happy. Sure, you demand a trade, but you can give him your destinations. But you also have to realize they get final say. 
it's not like, oh, I, I'm not going to go sign a long-term deal there. Nobody gives a fuck, dude. If, if, just, if I'm David Griffin tomorrow and I have three offers, let's say the Pelicans gave the, – uh, the Wizards gave me that deal I just brought up. Or, you know, the Knicks gave me, um, like, you know, the third pick, Kevin Knox and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. And then, like, you know, the Lakers gave me, you know, their, their old Raymond of misfits with their fourth pick. First of all, I'd hear Gail Benson in the back of my ear clawing at me saying, if you trade to L.A., you're fired. Because, you know, she's crazy. That whole Benson family's nuts. They tried to start a freaking, like, the petition to have the game replayed when the, when their Saints lost the Rams. By the way, L.A. team screwing a New Orleans team. Coincidence? Nope. I think not. <laughs> yeah, so it's like everyone's, like everyone's, like, trying to will this crap into existence. Sometimes... It, these Hollywood endings don't happen. I hear all these Laker fans like, oh, yeah, we're going to get all these free agents. LeBron's got a plan. Really? Why hasn't LeBron been saying shit? Why isn't he be out in the public? The only thing we heard about LeBron's entire offseason so far since, like, the magic shit is that his son's going to play a new basketball school with D-Wade. Yeah, I was about to say that's pretty much it. Yeah. And I, I think the more the less LeBron talks, the more I just feel bad for him. I stop hating on him as much. Alert, Jared has stopped his hate train on LeBron. I'm now directing it back at that little bitch, Steph Curry. Oh my gosh. We just love this we we I yeah. I've hated Steph Curry since before I hated LeBron. I just like love KD, so like I had to put up with him. But now that KD might be gone, I'm like, all right, back on the hate train, LeBron, you're off my shit list. Oh man, is it, I I just decide to like people. I guess nobody else does. That's just my yeah. Opinion. Just because you know you just love pissing people off more than I do. And, and then I just I didn't think that I, was possible. I, yeah, I mean, I've I specifically have said to my buddies, I will be rooting for the Warriors probably from here on out in the West, just because of everything that's happened this year. <laughs> like, it's I am a West Side Warriors fan from now on because I need Steph Curry to win the Finals MVP. I guess. Yeah, I, I just, you know, also because one, also folks don't remember, me and Mark have a bet, and I will do the research, and on Wednesday when me and Kevin, yes, Kevin, we'll be back for Wednesday when we're breaking down the Raptors' hopeful win tonight as we are recording, Um, and I will be doing, like, oh, I, I no. might have a video. No. I might have a video of me, like, dancing and shit because, like, I will be so hype, and I will be rubbing it in Mark's face via text message while he's at work. Oh, my God, it's going to be great. And Kevin well, said I should be checking to a mental asylum for picking the Raptors, and I have that one recorded. Well, breaking news from what I'm watching of the finals right now, Kevin Durant just re-injured his, his uh, foot or calf. Uh, KD, dude, I love Kevin Durant. And the thing is, I started loving Kevin Durant when I realized he did what LeBron did, but like he went to a team that had already won a title. And, I mean, technically LeBron similar did the same thing with Miami, but it was they were two years removed, three years removed from the title. But they're still the same superstar. So, like, you can put the similarities here. Yes, the, the Warriors are more successful, but the Warriors with Durant are unstoppable. The Warriors with without Durant are stoppable. So, I get it. I, I get their need. But if he goes to New York, I will have all my respect back for him. But – We'll talk about that later, but all I'm saying is, yeah, breaking news, of course, it appears Durant's re-injured his calf. I give him credit for going out there tonight. I really do. 
I yeah. give him a tough. I give him a tough. I give him a toughness knock right there. Like that's like a warrior mentality, like trying to play on something that's just gone. And I, I just think that this is nature restoring balance to the NBA because I think for the last four years it's just been straight bullshit. Like straight f- last five years has been just been like Warriors this and seventy three wins that and oh the three P nope here comes the meteorite aka the Raptors and co- the claw coming in just you know regulating the world again but. I don't know. I really hope Kevin Durant just gets out of Golden State and can just, you know, find a happy medium somewhere else. Dude, if he even went to a freaking – I would love to see him anywhere, just not L.A. Goes to the Clippers? Great. By L.A., I mean the Lakers. Goes yeah. to the Clippers and overshadows LeBron in his own city? I would love it. But um, – because honestly, I, the him to the Knicks, I just hate it more and more. I would love to see him go to Brooklyn to play with K, uh, Kawhi. I mean Kyrie. He's a point guard, a certain point guard that used to play in Brooklyn. His best friend, who's a center, a, cent, a center for a certain team, who is a favorite of this co-host of this host. They're best friends, and apparently he's going up north, which I'm happy about, or possibly going up north. Well, uh, yeah, the Brooklyn situation's weird for that, but we'll get to that with Starebell. But yeah. uh, with this KD, I mean, basically. I could. This might not age well because by by the time that anybody hears this, this game will be over. But this is just the beginning of Steph Curry's final finals MVP run. You're an idiot. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have this is our like our our uh, our thing is like just like this starts with me just calling Mark an idiot and then we just move on to the next segment. I mean, we don't get to call me an idiot often anymore, so we got to do it as many times as I can. Oh, I still call you an idiot. You just don't. You're not around to react to it. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Um, but to finish up the uh, non-NBA finals talk, even though we just mentioned a little bit of it, uh, figured we'd uh, talk about Big Poppy. Thank God he is okay uh, as of now. I mean, he's been cleared. If you, nobody knows, he was. I'm sure you have by now that he was shot in the back. Video is pretty uh, terrible. Did you see it? I did not see it yet. I will yeah, look at it. So there was – the first story was that he got shot in the leg and it was a robbery – but he's literally just sitting eating food at this, like, I don't, they call it a club, but he's they're just sitting there. It's just him and some other guy. This dude just walks up behind him and just shoots him. Like, he's like, I don't know how he's, I, he's, he's lucky that he is alive because it looked like the dude had a direct shot and it didn't look like it was going to end well. But don't watch people unless you want to visually see something that's pretty messed up, but. Seems to be okay. The whole world. It's crazy how much a person can be loved because the whole world once is nothing. With nobody, obviously, don't see anybody die, but the world is reacting very well for the reaching out to Big Poppy. Yeah, I, you know, I just, I'm just, you know, I, you know, as much as like people hate, like even Red Sox Yankees, like it doesn't matter. Big Poppy's one of the most beloved members of baseball. The whole family, the whole like fraternity, that what it is, and he was just entertaining. And from '04 till he retired, he was just fun to watch. So, and he's like a worship, like a freaking like, like pot, like a like a hero in Dominican Republic. And it just really sucks that like a guy like this is going through all this in his freaking home country. But uh, my boy Cat Towns said it best on Twitter today. He was like. How dare you disrespect this legend in the motherland? Like I, I, I get it. Like he's like worshipped. Like he's a freaking like superhero down there. 
so and guys who are Dominican like Cat like look at this like this is ridiculous like dude like you're treating our our hero like this guy may not make it off the island he may not make it to a jail cell because Big Poppy is worshipped down there so yeah there's videos also of that guy getting his ass kicked which I don't think should really be being posted but uh it's out there and the dude's gonna be probably banned from the Dominican if he's not alive (laughs) after yeah Dominican's a crazy place right now but um. Good to hear Poppy's making a recovery, and hopefully yeah. uh, we have him back on the MLB set soon, man. But uh, all right, I think it's time for game uh, game five talk. I think it's yeah. NBA Finals time. And Mark, the Warriors apologist. That's what you should. That's what you should change your Twitter name to. I. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, update. My Diamondbacks are beating the living snot out of Mark's Phillies right now. We've set a franchise record seven home runs, and it is ten to four currently right now. Seven home runs in the game. Seven runs of the game. Escobar and Vargas Holy homework in the last. So bad. Okay, so by the way, if you had missed it, the Diamondbacks' first three hitters all hit dingers off of the starting pitcher. Like I, like Gerard Dyson, who's like who's been our replacement for um, you know whoever the hell we were supposed to put in center fields, um, has been great. He's been hitting great. He's been still bases, but he had a little like slingshot ball over the over the fence. And David Peralta, who hit th- hit the third ball. Hit like a, a hit a screamer over the center field fence. It was a 405 shot. It wasn't anything. It wasn't anything cheap. My boy Kittel Marte, who was was voted by MLB.com, their infinite wisdom as our only possible star All Star this year, who has already broken his career high and it's only June, hit a bomb off the face of the upper deck at Citizens Bank. And Mark, you are you've been to Citizens Bank. That is not an easy shot to hit. No, it's not. It, yeah, so um, it was a bomb, and then like Escobar's homer twice. He's gonna be an all star. The guy's batting out of his mind, and then our uh, utility player Vargas just hit a dinger in the fifth. So it is ten to four right now. Mark, soak up in your misery. Uh, I thought we were doing NBA finals talk. We, we are doing. I just wanted to roll that. Your face. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. Uh, but no. Uh, so yeah, as of now, while we're recording, Warriors are up nine. KD is. Probably out for the rest of the game. I'm not happy. I saw the visual of Steph. Well, he was him and Iguodala were helping uh, KD back in the locker room, and uh, Steph was sitting on a bench after that, like looking like dazed and confused, like it's over. No, Steph, I need you to wake up because you I don't want you. Jared to win. <laughs> you and I have Jackson in the back of my head because he's been trolling me this whole time too. Well, Shout out know, Jackson Temple for I've learned with Jackson. You just have to make – Jackson has a shorter fuse than me. And, Jackson, if you're listening, buddy, I, I, I do appreciate what you do for Belly Up as a brand. Bro, you are too easy to tick off. You are like – you are like – I don't know, not Portnoy. I guess like Fighterbird. You can just like set him the hell – oh, no, yeah. Like he's like um maybe Riggs. I don't even know. Who's like got the hottest temper at, at um, Barstool? I think I – think- KFC gets pretty uh, fired up. But KFC's I don't... just a cynical asshole. Like it's like – like Jackson's just like a hothead. I mean, I think he – I think there's parts of him that gets fired up, but he's not, like, actually fired up. Yeah. Like, I think he just goes with it, and he's – I don't know. He – I, I – if he's getting fired up, then more power to him because I just try to respond as quickly as I can and as witty as I can be. Uh, so, but, yeah, no, I need Steph to figure it out because I can't be uh, doing this whole hyping him up and standing up for him when – you got KD for a quarter and a half, all right? That's, that's all you need. That's all they need. It's no, no big deal. 
But you I mean, I, it's just it's 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 very funny how like the, it's come to this. And uh, I don't know, man. I just it, it's almost it's this whole thing almost reads like a Greek tragedy, though. In the fact it's like you know that you have the dominance the Warriors have had. Yeah, they had their little slip up, but then they got they they brought brought in the best player in the world, and oh god, now they're just destroying teams. But it's almost poetic justice how this team that was supposed to be unstoppable has just gotten slammed with injuries, and they're losing to a team with one superstar, who everyone thought two years ago you could never win a title with just one superstar. They thought that era was gone, and now we're looking back at like teams like going back to the two star and role player model, which is won titles from 2009 all the way back to like the 60s. You have the occasional like Bird, Mikhail Parrish, Celtics, and the Magic when he had Kareem and uh, Elgin Baylor, but like you never had like the magnitude of what like Curry, Durant, Clay, and Draymond. I just thought when they got boogie, I'm like. There's no way they win like this. There's something off here. Like they're, they're like the universe is telling me something here. So that's why I like being in the season. I told you guys, I'm like, listen, I don't think the Warriors are gonna win this. It may be the finals, but they may fall short. And well, yeah, because I mean, to be fair, and I'm gonna make the the bail of uh, an excuse, but like LeBron's got to be pissed. Not even to bring up LeBron, but he's got to be pissed that this is the year. Where the Warriors decided, like, oh, health is going to well, be our main issue. LeBron too. What? That's just, that's just an equalizing of karma for LeBron too. He's part of this pro. He was part of this whole super team team up problem. Like, well, hey, that's what I'm saying. But like last year, he didn't have that problem because he didn't have that team, and he still made it to the finals because he ran the East, and now Kawhi gets there. With like the same type of situation, with not I mean, his, even though his role players have been playing out of their mind. Um, so a lot of these role players are former All Stars. Let's not forget that. Yeah, I mean, I. Arkansas, former All Star, Serge Ibaka, former All Star, like Kyle Lowry, former All Star, Danny Green, probably one of I mean, the best. You could say staff. that exactly about like LeBron's teams though, because he had. Well, a bunch I mean, of yeah, but LeBron's guys were dinosaurs. Yeah. Like these guys are still on the back end of their prime. They were just in bad contracts. But, That's I mean, why we're like when I said at the beginning of the playoffs, I was like, okay, they're loading up. But uh, all right, yeah, but game three tonight, I mean game five tonight. Right now we're it's already underway. But I think the biggest key is like if we're gonna put the series in a nutshell, because it's kind of kind of hard to talk about while it's going on right now. But for game five tonight, for the war for the Warriors to get finished off, it need you know Kawhi is gonna bring it, but is Danny Green? Or Kyle Lowry, or Marcus Saul, Serge Ibaka, Pascal um, Siakam. I can't believe I got that right. Let's go. Um, <laughs> or even my my homie Fred Van Fleet. Just like you know, I love Fred Van Fleet, man. He's just great. He's a he's my height, and he's just speedy, chucking up bombs, just annoying the crap out of Steph Curry, taking dingers to the face from dudes, and driving the Warriors crazy. And I love it. So. I don't know, like, this could be, like, the unsung kind of, not somber, but just kind of, like, ouch, ending to, like, this Warriors dynasty. Like, every dynasty ends after a while. It seems like the Patriots is the only one who, like, just keeps, like, reinvigorating itself. I just think Belichick keeps sacrificing, like, small animals to, like, the underlords to (laughs) keep this dynasty going. But... I don't know. Maybe Wentz coming back is like the return of the king, and we finally have somebody to take mm-hmm. out Brady. But 
Either way, because apparently Patty Mahomes can't do it. Neither kid, uh, Jared Goff. He ruined our Jared namesake. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we, it's not for stay or bail, because unless you got something. Yeah, I think I think we should make a little prediction of like actually what's gonna happen based off of like with this game with KD. And I think the Warriors are gonna still end up pulling this one off just this game. Now that I'm like, and they're gonna have the the oh, hype from you are hopping out. Well, you think Raptors in six now, Mark? I'm not hopping out, but I'm saying realistically, <laughs> I think the Warriors pull this one off. They go home for game six and lose in the last game in Oracle. That's a cop-out. Think about that. How devastating would a dynasty be if they ended with the last game in Oracle and one from three from Steph. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Copping out and copping back in, baby. We'll see what happens. It's only half. It's not even halftime yet. But uh, yeah, no, I that's pretty much all I got. I can't. I, I how can you? I can't stick with one stinking decision with this team because one moment they look like they're the Warriors from 2000 freaking uh, 14, and then the next thing you know, it's like oh they forget I'll shoot again, and I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm moving I, on. I mean, we'll see. I, I, you know what? I, I still sticking with my pick. I think the Raptors are going to pull this one off tonight. I think it's going to be insane though. Right now they're down by 11. I mean, but down by 12, and they just need to honestly just go at a run. But then again, they were down by 12 last game, and they came back. So yeah, I don't know. I I think it's time to move on because this this whole Warriors and this series are it just right. gets turning my brain into mush. All right, well you are running stair bell tonight, but we are doing something different, folks. See, me and Kevin have our own predictions about where guys are going for free agency, but Mark Riley here has done his homework and has got a stair bail. Free agency edition. We will say a free agent, and me and Mark will say uh, we'll try to make a point to convince the other one where they're going. And we are staying. It'll work out. Let's just rock and roll. All right. So we'll start off with KD. If Golden State wins this, I think he's for sure leaving. But I also think with this injury, with the whole situation of him going, like the talks of him getting out of there. Uh, I'm, I'm bailing on KD staying with the Golden State Warriors after this year. I am bailing on as well. I think the, the favorite's still New York, but in the back of my mind, I, I have the Clippers creeping in there. The I Clippers just, have to get somebody. The Clippers, you know what the thing is with the Clippers? They're doing their homework, and it's like KD would get, would be the second biggest like team in town because the Lakers drama would always overshadow any bumble, bundle like bundles he would have. He gets Lou Williams and a bunch of scorers and a bunch of role players that will say, yes, KD, no KD. This will be really his team. But the Knicks, it just it's so poetic. Like, if KD goes to the Knicks and pulls off what people thought was impossible, he gets, like, also the, the dark horse in this is Brooklyn. Like, does KD go to Brooklyn with Kyrie? Because Kyrie apparently has been, like, breaking down Kevin Durant's door with – like just trying to get him to come to Brooklyn because Kyrie's already bought his place in Orange, which is like a, I think a two month. It's like, for those of you who don't know, Orange is like literally about thirty five minutes from the arena at Barclays. It's about ironically ten minutes from where my family lives in Jersey, but it's a nice, very nice area, very nice houses, and it's crazy that these are. It's like you know, like people, you can look into this a little bit. I think this is going to be the free agency where we start to see guys who are like. Yeah, it's July 1st, but we already kind of – it's going to be like NFL free agency. Like, we kind of knew where everyone was going before it became official. But um, 
Yeah, I got Katie going in order. I think the the favorite is still New York by a slight margin. And then you have L.A. and Brooklyn kind of duking it out. Well, and you got to remember that Jerry West is the one that got pretty much convinced KD to go to Golden State, and then he left, and then now that's, he's with the that's Clippers. That's why I have Golden State, because, like, he respects, like, the guy who's the logo. He is the logo. So it's like, you know, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. He's going to be the one guy we're not going to know until the very end. But – um, oh, he's definitely going to delay the shit out of it. There's no oh, way he makes it early. It's going to be 4th of July. You know, like, it's going to be nothing but baseball and hot dogs and apple pie. And all I hear is Kevin Durant going to the Knicks. Like, what the f- – like, just blows the internet up. All right. Who's up so next? we'll stay with the Golden State Warriors, and that is the big man, Boogie Cousins. Um, if he stays or bails, because it bails. really depends on if he – it depends on if he gets paid. By another team, really. Well, here's the thing. Like, he put up good numbers in game two, but he just looks out of shape. A good offseason, he's going to get a decent contract, but he's not going to get what he would have gotten if he'd stayed healthy. Um, I think Boogie is going to end up with possibly the Lakers. I think that's kind of a Boogie kind of place. I think that's probably the best they're going to do, besides maybe Jimmy Buckets, if, you're, if your uh, Sixers can't resign him. Um, but I think, of course, if we're going to jump on the Jimmy Buckets train as well, I think that he's going to take – his Philly contract. I think they're just going to have too much money. But I think with Boogie, in this case, he's going to go play with somebody. He, he's going to want to get out of there. Like, he got his – he got his prove-it back. I mean, he was injured half the year and still, like, when it mattered most on national TV, he put up a crazy game against the Raptors. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I just uh, – you know, I really think that we're looking at um, him going somewhere else. Yeah. I, I don't – I don't – he, I, I don't like I said, so many things depend on what happens. I think if KD leaves, does Boogie think like, oh, I get to stay and then I have a bigger role and I'll be this, if I win with them. So, I mean, they, if they still have Boogie, uh, if Clay stays, we're not even going to get in him, though. Steph, Clay, Draymond, Boogie, uh, the completely healthy full season is still a very scary team. But we'll move on to the name we just talked about earlier, and that is Kai. Irving, and that is – he's definitely not – there's no way in the world he like, stays. Not even if Kevin sacrificed, like, himself to the gods, they would never keep him. Uh, I don't think they even – like, there's not even a choice for him to stay. I don't think he wants yeah. – they want him. I – um, it's more or less, is Kyrie going to Brooklyn? And I'm staying on this. I, I am riding this rumor to the ground – I think Brooklyn and him just make sense. D'Lo is already talking about possibly going up north to Minnesota with Towns, which has got me doing backflips. And uh, even though, you know, until he signs that contract, I'm not saying anything right now. But the Timberwolves in the last two, three years have proven they're not afraid to go make deals and go be aggressive, which is kind of a new turn for this team, which makes me very happy as a fan of, you know, not like seeing them, uh, you know. I, I, I don't I I don't understand what Brooklyn's doing. Like I get don't it. go get I would take right now, and this sounds nuts, I would take uh D Lo and Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis Lever and Kevin Durant rather than Kyrie. Because what has Kyrie done other than cause problems and make a couple huge shots in the NBA's final? <laughs> well I don't really need thing. I don't want Kyrie. Thing. It's Brooklyn. They need to sell tickets because they're the second show in New York. And 
I just am like, you know what? I'm like, going to get Jimmy Buckets and Kevin Durant over Kyrie. Oh, no, no. You cannot put Ke- Ke- Kevin Durant and Jimmy Buckets in the same locker room. Jimmy Buckets is like a man-eating pit bull who doesn't understand he's fu- he's not as big as he really thinks he is. Because Kevin Durant would never respect him because he'd come at him like he's Michael Jordan when he's just kind of like, eh. Yeah, but Kyrie uh, also thinks he's like the greatest human being in the world. So well, that no, Kyrie's just weird, dude. He doesn't have a huge ego. He's just weird. Like, and the, he just also hated on being under LeBron's shadow. But LeBron and KD are completely different personalities. KD's all about tech in the offseason and basketball during the season. A guy like that would mesh perfectly with Kyrie because Kyrie just wants to win games, do his little Uncle Drew movies in the offseason, and, like, try to preach that the world is flat. Honestly, that's an odd couple made in heaven. I, I Like, the fact that you you hear Kyrie recruiting KD, that combination would work perfectly. I, I, I love that combo in Brooklyn. Like, that would make Brooklyn fun to watch. Yeah, I don't know. I still, for some reason, think that Kyrie's going to say, screw it, go back to the old, uh, as they call King James, and that would be, oh, no, that no, would no, be you, so funny. Dude, that, that, okay, so that whole rumor was just put up by the Lakers literally to seem relevant because, like, the whole, like, the the reputation Kyrie would get from going back to LeBron would it would destroy him. Yeah. Like he would never get respect ever again because it was like after he made this big fit about you know I need to be my own man I need to lead my own team. Honestly though he just never really fit in Boston, but him in Brooklyn with those young guys with Kevin Durant or even without Kevin Durant they went and got like a B guy a B guy like Tobias Harris. Still that's a great roster. Well, and the like you said, mentioned the Clippers for KD. I could see Kyrie and KD going to the Clippers. So they have Lou Williams there. I feel like that wouldn't be like they would. They would it kind of be a weird thing. I don't know. I just I don't see Kyrie going to the Clippers. I see Kyrie. I see Kyrie. It's between. Uh, I, I see it's just Brooklyn or whoever. Uh, it's Brooklyn. Well, it's like, so I, funny because like what like a couple weeks ago, almost like a month ago. Uh, it was like a guarantee that he was going to the Knicks. Now it's like, nope, not at all. Now he's well, going to the It was the fact that, like, you know, like every rumor out right now is like, and Kyrie's so weird, he would just be like, yeah, I'm not making this a surprise. I'm literally going to Brooklyn. Like, y'all can do whatever you want. D-Lo's already hit, trying to ship off to go play with his boy, Cat, or somewhere else. And, like, like bet like let's go like i want this so i i you know i could see this happening i don't know let's move on uh, we're talking too much about Kyrie Irving. the worth match the world might turn flat at this point <laughs> uh so a pretty decent sized name not like not in the, the aspects of uh kd and Kyrie, but demar Derozan. i heard something Ooh. today that is that he is they're looking to possibly ship him out of san antonio see this is interesting because we have – well, I, I kind of knew that this marriage was going to be temporary. Like, they were just trying to get rid of Kyrie and see if they could do something with another superstar. I feel like DeMar DeRozan was never really a fit there. But <clears throat> I could see DeMar going to L.A. I just think as soon as he learns that he's not going to be the number one guy, like, he's got to be more of a – like, how Jimmy Butler isn't doesn't think he should be not the number one guy. But Jimmy Butler basically was the second – most influential player on the team other than Embiid for the Sixers. But, I mean, as soon as DeMar DeRozan just like, cool, I'm okay with going and playing with somebody where I'm not like the number – as soon as he becomes like a, a Clay Thompson of just being like, I'm cool with being the backup of the main freaking superstar on the team. 
He's not. He can't win and do what. Like clearly, he's not the superstar like Kawhi is. So. Okay, so I'm gonna put this out in the atmosphere because I think this might be true. Demar Derozan played at USC alongside Taj Gibson on that USC team that almost made that made it to the NCAA tournament. How I remember that's disturbing. Um, Is that the same age? I always thought Taj Gibson was so much older. Taj Gibson and DeMar DeRozan were teammates. Um, DeMar DeRozan going to going to play for possibly the Clippers or Lakers. Like it would make sense. Both teams have slots they could pay him, and they would they would make the moves to get him. I could see DeMar DeRozan playing with like a a KD over in uh, in the Clippers. I could see that happening. Like yeah, I, I could, I, it's very it will depend on it, it's where it, it's not like he gets Spurs to choose one. though yeah it's gonna yeah. he's the wild card here so I I I am buying this rumor I am I I'm staying on this rumor that he's getting dealt I just the whole San Antonio DeMar DeRozan marriage never made sense to me I think San Antonio needs to go into hibernation for a couple of years like you know like the Red Sox did for a year or two and the I don't know another Boston the Patriots did like the Patri- like the Patriots did after their after the Bledsoe years before like when they were good in the ni- mid nineties incubate and come back up to life where the Steelers did pretty big Ben they're like they're always going to be good but I think pops old and they need to just go back to the drawing board the Duncan uh the Duncan Robinson days are over Ginobili Kawhi like they're done like they need to the NBA cycles cut off with them I don't know I just think the DeRose was kind of a last ditch effort to be relevant so yeah I mean like I said I think wherever he goes as long as he decides that he's not going to be getting the max salary and all that he should be fine, and whoever he's on, I'm sure they'll be relevant. But we'll move on to the last to stay or bail, and I'm going to go with it's, it's going to be who he got traded for, and that's Kawhi Leonard. And if they win this game tonight or win this series or do whatever, like he is a star in the whole. He is bigger than every – maybe except for my boy Crosby, and he's even playing like Canada. Like I don't think there's one human being that's loved more in a stinking country. Oh, he's loved more to stick in country than he is in our country. He's hated it everywhere except for outside of Pittsburgh. But um, Kawhi is staying in Toronto. I don't see why I, he wouldn't. Just, he's so odd, even if they don't win. Because here's why. One, Kawhi is now in the mid to end. He's in the mid of his prime. So this contract is going to put him towards the back end when he's in his 30s. He's a little beat up. He's not going to be the number one guy anymore. This is the contractor who gets paid. He took a cut to get out of San Antonio. He can now – he's not going to turn down that money again. He gets an extra – I think it was like $36 million or $38 million, something ridiculous like that. Guaranteed money if he stays in LA, if he stays in Toronto. Get a pet, he gets a million-dollar penthouse, free food. He's going to be a hero in this country. And it's going to be – he can live in – he has a, he has his house near San Diego during the summers. But during the season – and you know what the thing is? Toronto will, like, deal guys to go get him more pieces. Like, they could – they would dump Ibaka's contract, and they'd dump Gasol's contract, and and they would go out and get another player. They'd go out and get a Tobias Harris. They'd go out and get a DeMarcus Cousins. They'd get him some more pieces. I'm just naming names here. They go out and trade for a uh, like a, a shooter like a, a Brook Lopez. Like this is what happens. Like if he stays, Toronto's like, all right, bet we've got you. Here are the keys to the Lambo. We're gonna keep dropping like superchargers in it. We're gonna keep giving you weapons. Like let's keep let's do this. Like Toronto found their guy if they can keep him. Like the, Kawhi in Toronto 
this I didn't like it at first, but it, it feels like now they're a weapon. Like now that's a legit team because he fits like he DeMar DeRozan always felt too small for the hole that needed to be filled there. Yeah, well, especially when they fit, could not even remotely touch uh, LeBron and the Cavs. But, no, I agree with you. And I just don't think he like, – he's still finding a way to be not – like a, he doesn't seem like a star, even though the whole Toronto and everyone loves him up there. You know, it's um, so funny. He's just like – he. you know how Charles Barkley did that whole campaign, I'm not a role model? His is like, I'm not a star. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I love that. And he's doing this without – any type of super team. And then, like I said, he's also this, I mean, the Warriors are banged up, but they're still, he's playing out his mind. He's dominated every series he's played in the, in the playoffs. He won the East, the, took the team that couldn't even remotely win the East without him, won the East, looking like there's a good chance that they win this one tonight, beat this dynasty and this dynasty. Like what else do you need? He doesn't even, he can stay there, get paid, uh, they don't really. He clearly is a guy that's shown he doesn't need to have the most insane amount of role players or like stars around him because he's just that good. It's so just, I, I think he's he stays. A, he's, a fit, he's a fit up here. I think he stays too. All right. Um, we could. I mean, we could kick some smooth jazz. I guess we can. It's this is gonna be a short one. This is just plugging what's on. To, what's coming up with uh, the corner booth? Once again, folks. You know, like. Uh, tweet out, you know, check us on Instagram, whatever, you know, the, you know, the spiel. Um, but coming up, we're going to do, try to do a, uh, experiment with a three show a week, um, thing this year, this, this, this coming week. And then of course we'll probably take a break until the, uh, draft and finals. Um, look out for our Facebook page. We just got it up. It's called corner with pod, uh, Instagram corner with pod. I think that's what it's called. Right. Mark. Um, we're going to be expanding a lot. Merchandise coming. We're going to be redoing our introduction, our outro. A lot of new changes coming during our three-week hiatus. Some new co-hosts, some interviews. Uh, our boy Juice, might, we might bring our boy Juice back for a little bit. Uh, Steve Peralt, because he did say he's coming back for an all-star game. So that should be fun. Um, of course, we want to welcome in our newest uh, members, our... Uh, our, uh, you know, her rotating co-host, Kevin, of course, but our football expert, uh, Mr. David Prince, and b- baseball expert, Mr. Uh, Jack O'Hara, who are also friends of the show. They'll be kind of rotating on. They'll be like our, our Chris Broussard and Greg Cosell. I'm, I'm using those very loosely, but these guys are just very smart guys, and they're about football a lot, and they have a lot of good following. And, of course, of course, Brandon Sharples are, uh, is another guy's going to be coming on as well. So we've got a lot of big things coming up with the corner booth. Stay tuned. Of course, we're going to take a little break after Friday. Friday will be kind of be like a short episode. We'll kind of send it off for our two-week break until the draft in NBA free agency, and then we're back going through the summer. And by that time, our boy Mark should be back full-time, or at least for at least two or three episodes a week. Yeah, hopefully things – I mean, like I said, I've been busy. Uh, I got two jobs on top of this with like a bunch of softball leagues. So I try and try to find time, but it's obviously it's hard. The summer is a – busy time of year um hopefully one day i won't have to worry about a day other type of day job or having two types of jobs because something like this will um be able to be what we do all the time so but yeah i mean it's part of the game it's part of the learning experience so we're all we're just taking step by step like you said a lot of big things a lot of adjustments and like i said i'm all for every part of it so 
Yeah, we're not like we've been kind of puttering around the last couple of weeks. Like you know, our show's been kind of shorter. We haven't had a lot of guests on, but going forward, we're gonna put our foot on the gas again. So uh, big things coming here at uh, the Corner Booth Podcast. So uh, thanks for joining us, folks. Uh, please thank Mark for coming back. And uh, I'm not gonna play him an outro song this time uh, because actually, you know what? No, Mark, I think you get one because you know you you did a good job today. So this one's a little more. I felt uh, really rusty. I did. I felt so rusty though. It's okay. You know what? Honestly, that's how good our chemistry is because you honestly did okay. Surprisingly, for the fact that you had like no, uh, no like experience the past week. But here we go. And I'm dealing with a three day hangover. (laughs) You know what? That's your problem. But uh, here's his send off. Instead of Return of the Mac, it's Return of the Mark. Hey, episode 45 out. (laughs) All right. I'm just kidding. All right. Thank you, folks. We'll kick that smooth jazz and the outro music and that dude who left belly up giving us our outro. But uh, check in because big things coming. Thanks. See you guys later. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley. 